It's field trip time again, so pack your bags because we're going to go out and see a hot investment area. But here's the good news. You don't have to get on a plane to go see it. Let's go! Welcome to the Russell Westcott Podcast, helping real estate investors like you acquire the inspiration, knowledge, and skills that you need to start, grow, and scale the real estate investing portfolio of your dreams. All right, gang, so hope you're having yourself a wonderful day. Welcome back, everybody. Russell Westcott here. So it's a wonderful morning here. Got my nice fresh cup of coffee, and we're, we're having a wonderful day here so far. Just got out. The sun's out and shining, and the birds are out. And this is uh, this podcast episode is being released in the spring. And I was looking at the forecast, and man, it's looking like it's going to start being into the 30-degree mark out here on the West Coast. So, you know, life is great. It's amazing what happens once the good old vitamin D, a little bit of extra sunshine starts kicking in, how it happens, uh, how our mood starts elevating. Now, this one is going to be a fun episode. Now, here's the thing. I, I got a couple stories I'm going to share with you before we dive headfirst into this episode. I was hesitant about releasing this one as a podcast episode. I wasn't sure how it was going to translate into the podcast world. I wasn't sure if, how it was going to, if it would be good just for audio only. But uh, it turned out fantastic. And I'm <laughs> sorry, I guess I should save my judgment for the end or let you be the judge of that. But it, it was a video that I shot in the middle of winter. And honestly, you're going to hear lots of jokes about cold and you're going to hear lots of jokes about snow and you can hear me doing an awful lot of complaining and all that kind of stuff because it was cold. It was in the middle of winter when we did the filming for this. We literally took an entire day, went through different areas of Edmonton, went through different opportunities, went through different properties, and took an entire day to just go through and talk about, you know, the hot opportunities in the middle of winter that was happening out in Edmonton. So, First and foremost, the video is now out on my YouTube channel. So so I will be 100% tell you that the video uh, will be better than the audio because for you get more visual, I cut in an awful lot of, there was an awful lot of work that went into to creating the video. But don't get me wrong, the audio is fantastic because first and foremost, you get this opening and you get the close and you get an awful lot more in-depth um, insight into kind of the behind the scenes of that. Usually when it comes to video, you just, you know, most people when they're watching video, it's just like, get to the point, cut, cut, jump, cut here, jump, cut there, fast, we can move, I'm bored, I don't want to, you know, don't entertain me, entertaining me, Russell, I need to be entertained and stimulated or else I'm out of here. That's kind of the, the, theme, the theme with a video. But with podcasts, it's a little bit different, right? We take our time a little bit more. We slow things down. We have a have a cup of coffee. We have a conversation, right? This is more of an, an intimate um, relationship building conversation that we're having, not just a data dump of information. Now, don't get me wrong. There's a ton of, inf of data that is dumped into this presentation, but I want to just slow down a little bit for everybody here, give you guys a little bit more of the context and give you a little bit more of the insight and then deepen your knowledge with maybe a story or two along the way as well. So first of all, I'm just got my nice cup of coffee here. And uh, so one of the things you're going to see in this, uh, see and hear in this video is, you know, real estate doll doesn't have to be all, you know, serious and all, um, you know, all, uh, you know, 
prim and proper. You know, we we have fun. We need to have fun. If you if you ain't having fun doing this game, you know, really maybe need to rethink what you're doing. Um, obviously, this is another conversation with myself and my main property source in the Edmonton market, Jason Mattern. And Jason and I have so much fun on this day. We just had a hoot out there. And, you know, there's a part in there where, you know, we joke about the real estate investor abuse. And, and uh, we had a wonderful uh, lunch. Uh, you know, we told lots of lots of uh, jokes, and we just we just had lots of fun. Is really the point I'm trying to get to. But at the same time, we we told an awful lot of information, a lot of details. We went through an awful lot of um, pro- different type of property opportunities. Went through different areas in and around Edmonton. Um, we talked about a lot of the the details for you. Now, if you are somebody that lives in the Edmonton and area, I guarantee you will find some information that uh, that is will be enlightening to you. But this will land a little bit more for somebody who maybe is not doesn't live in Edmonton. Maybe you're thinking about heading out to the Edmonton area and you're doing some diligence and doing some homework on what areas, what type of properties, the homework you're looking to do. So that's one of the intentions of this uh, podcast episode was to give you kind of uh, a trip in and around Edmonton going through different property types without you having to get on an airplane, pack a bag and actually go out there. Okay. Now, the other thing I want to share with you here is I have a wonderful story I want to share with you. This is a story about when I first got started in real estate. Now, it wasn't at the very, very beginning. It was probably, I probably had bought probably three, maybe four places. So let's take a time back in the time machine back to, it was probably 2003, 2004, maybe early 2004. And I was still renting a basement suite in Burnaby, British Columbia. I was renting it with a roommate. I had already bought three, four places in the Edmonton market. So I was already taking some action. I bought my rent. I bought rental properties before I even bought my first principal residence. And I was, like I said, renting this basement suite with a roommate and I was noticing in our area that I was coming, coming, every time I'd come home, I was noticing that uh, these houses, this is an area of Burnaby, Central Burnaby, for those of you maybe familiar with the Lower Mainland, think um, the eight rinks area. It used to be four rinks back then, but it, four rinks turned into eight rinks. So it's really Central, uh, Central Burnaby, Deer Lake Park area. So, and I was noticing that there was an awful lot of these um um, smaller houses on large lots that were in the area. And I was noticing that a whole bunch of these houses were being torn down and a lot of redevelopment was going into that area. And so I dove a little bit deeper into it. And then I found out just through communication and talking to some of the building teams and people that are out and around that there was a rezoning that just happened in the area that uh, a large lot was, you could take a large lot and then you could subdivide it and they actually increased the density on that, that you literally could put front and back duplexes on it. So where there was once a large lot, you could turn it into two lots and you could put a front house and a back house on each of the lots. So think about where there was once one, when it was all said and done, there could be two lots, two houses. So where there was once one, there would be four. Okay. And I said, geez, that's probably got to be an opportunity, I would think, you know, where you could take something, you know, I'm from Saskatchewan and there's an old saying is, you know, uh, buy by the yard, sell by the foot. So if you're taking something from one large lot and turning it into smaller bite-sized chunks and having four of something where there was once one, you know, buy a tree for six inches and sell it for at six feet, you know, obviously there's, you've, some value has been added and you can, there should be some money to be made. So I just was you know, curious and I was still new in the process. 
and still very, very green and still very nervous and still very scared, even though I was taking action and, you know, taking the world by storm and taking names, all those, you know, blustery memes that you see out there. Um, so I finally said, maybe there is an opportunity here. And then I was noticing uh, where we lived right beside us was this empty lot. And it had been empty for the years since we lived there. And I said, I wonder if this lot is the same size that could do one of these subdivide front to back duplex developments. And I go, hmm, interesting. And, and all there was on there forever was just blackberry bushes. Like, I, honest to goodness, every fall, my roommate and I would go out there and we'd pick blackberries off the off the thorn bushes and we'd have wonderful blackberries all all in the late late summer and the fall it was just it was overgrown with just um blackberry bushes and trees and shrubs and all that kind of stuff so i i made my way down so i was learning all this process and learning things and made my way down to city hall and got some more information about what could be built on it and i confirmed what i was the conversations i was having with the people um and then the next is well i wonder who owns this property so i I eventually tracked down the owner through because it's it's a title a titled property has an address associated to it i found out it was a numbered company and i sent a letter i think i might even send two letters to this company um and then lo and behold shockingly they actually got back to me and they said yeah we'd be interested in looking to sell the place and, uh, you know, we would be wanting to probably sell this place for probably around $450,000. And I just like, <gasps> you know, I just gasped when I heard that number, $450,000. Like, honestly, at that time, maybe the highest price property I'd bought was maybe a hundred, maybe a hundred thousand, maybe one twenty-five, Maybe I was buying properties in the 80 to $122,000 range at that time. And I was going $450,000. Wow. That's ridiculous. <laughs> And anyways, this was in central Burnaby. And then so anyways, I, I sat there and, and I watched the neighborhood go. So my, my, let's put it this way. My fear got the best of me. I was playing small. Um, I never did anything further. I don't even know if I responded back. But I kept my eye on watching what was going on in the neighborhood. And I was watching it. And eventually I found somebody who did one of these projects. He didn't do the neighboring property, but he did do one of these projects. And I just took him up for coffee and I sat him down and I said, walk me through the numbers on this. And he said, I go, because I told him the story about that I had a an offer on this land for, you know, Someone contacted me and they would sell it to me for four fifty. And his first comment, he slapped himself upside the head. He goes, "Why didn't you? Why didn't you tell me?" He goes, "I would have bought it off you, and you could have made some money off of that because that's a very good price." And I said, "Really? I, walk me through the numbers." He goes, well, "Okay." So he pulled out a pen and paper and kind of walked through some of the numbers. And he said, "Okay, so let's say you bought the the, the land for four hundred fifty thousand dollars. You put in some fifty thousand dollars into some development costs, permitting stuff. Now remember, this is twenty plus years ago. Twenty plus years ago, all these <laughs> all these costs have now gone up. But this is twenty plus years ago, you put fifty thousand dollars into development fees. You're into the land for about half a million bucks. And I and I said to the guy, I said, dude, you're, <laughs> you're not making this any better. I'm still extremely scared of these numbers. He goes, okay, well, just stick with me. Then what you do is you get some construction financing and you build on it for about, well, let's say his numbers that he quoted at that time, if I remember correctly, brain's a little foggy, but I do remember them in general terms. He said, if you build on it for about 1.3 million, so you're into the land for 500, you build on it for 1.3, you're into it for, let's call it $1.8 million in change. But what then you've got is you essentially have four houses on there. And then he was a person that built to sell. And then he said, and I said, okay, well, I I get that. What do those things sell for? And then he said, well, each of those ones that he's done in that area, in that neighborhood, sold for roughly around anywhere between 500 to 530. So he said, let's use 525. 
as, a, as an expense. So 525 times four, remember there was a front and back, there was four of them, 525 times four is 2.1 million. If you're into it for $1.8 million in, col- in hold costs and build costs and all that kind of stuff, looks like by my simple <laughs> math, there's like $300,000 of equity or $300,000 of margin there. Hmm. That was a lesson that I learned a long time ago. And um, I vowed at that time is that if I ever saw something like that happen again, if I ever saw an opportunity where you can take something where there was once one and you could turn it into four, I was not going to play small. I was not going to let my fear get the best of me. I was going to take advantage of that. Now, here's one of the things that has come up. Um, Each market has different areas and different development opportunities and different densities. But what I'm seeing in my target market of Edmonton, Alberta right now is um, very favorable zoning, very favorable um, city members that are wanting to increase density. It's almost like not rubber stamping it, but the the densification process in Edmonton is so much more pleasurable and so much more affordable and so much easier than most markets in the country that I'm seeing these things happen and I'm jumping in with both feet. I'm not playing small anymore in, in regards to this and I'm not going to let that story that I just told you pass me by again. I'm seeing opportunities in Edmonton where I'm picking up uh, one property, one lot, and don't even, in some cases, don't even have to subdivide it. And after we're done, we can have between six and eight units on that one property. And I'm looking to potentially keep them as long-term rentals for the next seven to 10 years and then reevaluate as we go. Now, why am I telling you all that? That's part of one of the stories within this episode that you're about to hear is that we talked a little bit about some of the top line numbers of a redevelopment opportunity. And the other thing I just wanted to put down was put down an intention that I'm diving in head first, feet first, and I'm going full bore into this opportunity. So if any of you guys are interested in wanting to work alongside of me on a project like this, I'm going, I'm going gangbusters. So if you would like to get involved in one, reach out, let me know. This is not for everybody. I'll tell you right off the bat. um, There are some amazing opportunities. There are some amazing benefits to doing what I just talked about, but there are some very fine print. (laughs) Okay. Maybe that's the simplest way to do it. So the best way I would describe it is if you are interested in maybe participating uh, or collaborating alongside me on one of these type of programs, let me know, book a consultation and I'll walk you through to see if it's a fit for you. That's all. That's, that's all it uh, would take is just to see if it's a fit. Okay. So I'm building out my entire team and I'm looking to not assembly line this, but I'm looking to scale it and I'm looking to do this at volume. I don't want to just do one, two or three. I want to do 10, 20 or 30 is really the mandate and goal that I have within with myself because I'm not going to let that opportunity pass me by that happened 20 years ago. And I made that vow that if I saw an opportunity like this again, I was not going to pass on it and I was not going to play small and I was going to not let my fear get the best of me. As a matter of fact, the opportunity at hand right now, I believe is actually better than the one that I saw 20 years ago in Burnaby, British Columbia.
Okay, gang, with all that being said, um, that's a long-winded way of kind of setting up today's episode. We are going to take a tour throughout Edmonton. This is my main uh, go-to person in the Edmonton marketplace, my ride-or-die guy. So let's welcome Jason and myself in the winter wonderland of Edmonton. All right, let's get after it. Do we have to go inside? We must. We must. Why are we going outside? We're we're in like the winter wonderland out here. Um, where are we, Jay? What area of town? We are in northeast Edmonton in the McConaughey area, and we're going to be looking at resale. We get this question all the time, Russ. Should I be buying new construction or should I be buying resale? And you know what? There is no right answer to that, but there is a specific type of resale property that I think does bring great value, especially to long distance investors, maybe with a little less risk tolerance that is looking for that nice, safe base hit into the Edmonton marketplace. Nice. Well, we're just going to get outside here and check out a few properties. Uh, and it's only minus 10. Only minus 10. Yeah. A balmy minus 10. Balmy minus 10. All right. So we're on site here uh, in the Conakey area. Jay, what's going on? What are you in front of here today? Well, like I said, you know, there's resale opportunities, I think, that can be a little bit more difficult. Buying a property off MLS, plucking it off MLS and dealing with either a seller or vacant property. There is a little bit easier step for us. I think if you can target properties that have tenants and management already in place, we do get these back at Tri-Urban. Um, you know what? And they're easy. They're that nice, safe base hit. Again, entry point into the Edmonton marketplace where the income is there, the tenants are in place, the management teams are in place. And a lot of cases, these are coming back from our customers to where we had an opportunity to vet this property from the beginning. So they're getting a good qualified property the second time around, and it comes with tenants and management in place. Behind us here is one where we've got a customer. Now, I'm gonna back up a bit because I think when anyone buys these, we always thinking long-term, we're always thinking retirement plans or income replacement or long-term wealth, but you know what? Life happens, you know? Yep. So a lot of times we get calls when, you know, and I hate to say it, divorce or death or whatever, life happens where there's circumstances where people need to sell assets. This is a circumstance like that. You know, we've got a, 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 a customer that bought this property a few years ago. They've managed it and they've maintained it. And now they would like to sell it. It comes with tenants and management in place. And it's a side-by-side -side duplex building, you know, roughly in that 700 range, uh, all in. Yep. And so this would be good for a good first time home buyer, time starved, who just doesn't have a lot of time for to fuss around and just wants a good asset to, to set it and forget it. Well, absolutely. And I, I think a lot of people, especially first time, if you're looking into a long distance marketplace for the first time, there's a lot of question mark there, yeah. right? And a lot of what ifs. You don't have the, the contacts yet. You don't know where you, you know, uh, don't have that business process set up. And something like this is really... Uh, use the term business in a box that's what it is you're you're yep. buying a property you're buying a, an existing business model because it does have tenants management we're really just doing the transaction from the front end and really uh connecting your business model to it perfect it's easy. perfect so we're going to be doing a few more tours of some more properties and we're just starting at the starting at tier one and we're going all the way up to some big deals towards the end of the day aren't oh, we big deals no pressure eh? <laughs> big deals no whammies <laughs> right all right gang so cheers we'll be right back All right, Jay. Before we uh, before we turn the heat off again, uh, what are we about to go see now? Well, now we're shifting gears. Someone that's interested in new construction, right? So, 
if someone's coming in, say a hundred, two hundred thousand dollars, they're looking to place into the marketplace. This is a good starting point. This is a single-family home with a legal basement apartment. <sighs> well, Jay, you know what? You are you are right. It's a, it is a little bit. Uh, it's not minus three hundred. No, we, we've uh, we've shot many a video over the years of uh, the fur hats, and we may have to break them out again today. What might be? The wind is supposed to pick up this afternoon, so that equates to a fur hat, my friend. A fur hat. Oh, yes. Well, you need to have that. Does a does a fur hat come with a, buy, a purchase of a new home? Only in Edmonton. Only in Edmonton. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're standing out in front of a new construction property. Yes. Um, talk to me about this place. Well, this is a kind of a the, the entry level, I guess, on new construction with you know, interest rates and, you know, everything else where it's at, you know, buying a home without a legal secondary suite is really tough to make cash flow. This is a home with a legal basement apartment, three bedrooms up with a one bedroom basement suite. So just talking about the tenant profile, I guess that's gonna live in this and really kind of tying into a little bit more details there. These upper suites are people that are coming typically from an apartment background or a townhome background. These are people that are just starting life's journey together. Really they're decided they need a three bedroom home. They may or may not be married yet. The, the girlfriend or the wife might be pregnant. They're expecting the family to grow. And this is kind of their first three bedroom home. Because they come from a multifamily environment already, they're okay sharing the lower level with another tenant and they're budget conscious. They can't afford to rent the whole house themselves. The other thing is, is because they're starting life's journey together, they don't have all the stuff that we yep. accumulate. You know, the garage and a basement, oh my gosh, in five years it gets full. These people are gonna stay one to two, maybe three years. And when they leave, they're gonna move on to their own home you know, probably renting the whole house themselves to where they've gotten married, they've stabilized their careers, and now they can afford to take that next step. Yeah. So understanding your tenant profile is critical and these attract good tenants. These are great tenants. These yeah. are the, the upper four tenants is what we would call an anchor tenant. You know, the, the the small starting out family. The basement is kind of by design. We've got one bedroom suites there where we're really looking to attract a single person, maybe a couple, but a single person. These are apartment dwellers for us. These people, yep. you know, maybe lived in a, an apartment building downtown and with COVID and the, and, and the germs, they, they moved out into a nice quiet residential neighborhood where they can have that same space, you know, in a lot of cases at a lower price and not be in that same multifamily environment. Yep. These people, they, they 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 go to work, they leave work, they hit the grocery store, skip the dishes, and they tie into their computer or Game Boy all, all night and then hit repeat. Yep. They, they they come and go, they're apartment dwellers. So the two tenant profiles merge very nicely. Nice. Now, in Edmonton, something like this is ballpark price range. Type of this. So let's talk for investors now. So for an investor coming in, obviously they're not moving here, not living here. Most of them are out of town. What well, would uh, somebody be able to pick something like this up and what are some of the numbers? Ballpark. Well, price-wise, you're going to be looking around, I would say that 550 range is yep. a good starting point. When I'm saying not, 550. Not 1.55, it's 550 for a full house. <laughs> this is Edmonton, that's yeah. right. We're, we haven't got there yet. Uh, but at the end of the day, that 550 is going to be an all-in price where we'll include the, the fencing and the landscaping and you know the window coverings, everything that you're going to need to place a tenant. So, and of course that's going to be subject to change a little bit because the lot values on the end here, you know, and, and the actual models, there's, you know, several different models that we can choose from, you know, and they all vary, I guess, based on square footage and in the, in the lot value, but that 550 is a, a real good mark. 
shifting over to cash flow analysis. You know what? In today's higher interest rates, they're a little tough, but we've got some strategies employed here yep. to really weather that storm for the next 18 to 24 months, however long this is going to take yep. to keep these properties in a positive cash flow environment. Looking two years down the road, they're starting to look pretty juicy yeah, and when we start you've reducing been, interest rates. Bottom line is you've been very proactive on the creativity on getting these properties. Look, we even got a little friend up there on the on the roof, a little little magpie coming to, 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 to join us. So bottom line is you've been creative to get these properties to work. Rents have not kept up with the interest rate. However, rents are going up quite quickly. Are they not in the market? Well, they are, especially the upper suites here. Yeah. The three bedroom suites have really taken a big jump lately. And I think, you know, again, the higher interest rate environment, we've got to see the full context of that because yes, it is causing a little bit of short-term stress in the cash flow situations, but ultimately as an investor, this is a good long-term thing. It's pushing more people into renting for longer. So ultimately yep. our customer base is growing like crazy. Nice. So if somebody's interested in picking up a property like this, where, where do they get hold of you? Well, probably visit our website. Tryurban.com is the easiest place to start, Russ. And right you know what? We've got a little bit of a process to go through this. If you're, you know, you can't be in a rush because at the end of the day, it's about placing that right asset into your family because we all know we're doing this for a reason and whether it be a retirement plan or income replacement or get rich quick, whatever it is, you know, we just want to make sure that we're matching the property type to not only your budget, but your, your personal circumstance. Yep. And this is one property type. We're gonna explore a few others today yep. and ultimately just try and give, you know, our investors a little bit more information and context in making the right decision. Nice. Well, I, I got to do some more weightlifting to get my shoulder going. My my arm's starting to shake here a little bit. I got to do a little bit of... <laughs> he's, not, he's not kidding. It's starting to shake. <laughs> Anyways, we're just doing a quick tour of a whole bunch of different options and uh, stay tuned for the next one. All right, uh, Jay, uh, you're taking me to all the fancy places. We are, we're down a back alley here. So is there going to be some garbage trucks coming through? Why, why do you take me all the fancy places? How come we're in a back alley? Well, I tell you, this is where all the action happens, Russ, and there's some pretty important information that we're looking at here in the back alley. So, the segue. Yes. Garage suites. So this is kind of that next level in a residential investment where you were taking the secondary suite and it's going up above the garage instead of in the lower level. This gives us, uh, you know what? I'll just cut to the chase. This is probably my favorite type when you're looking for secondary suites and looking to maybe have a little competitive advantage in the marketplace with maintaining tenancies. And let me give a little more context to that. When you have a grad suite, you actually move the secondary suite into its own separate building. Okay, so all the things like noise, smell, privacy, all those types of things are eliminated. You know, and quite frankly, there's more space between the, the house and the grad suite than there is even between neighboring properties. So when we, we look at a, a, a home with a lower secondary suite, they're still good if they're designed properly, but you're still two people under one roof. Now, on top of that, as you can see, you look at all the nice windows, right? So when you're in a lower basement apartment, windows are limited, no doubt about it. They still work, but these give a lot more natural light, that really nice lofty feeling. And you know what, when tenants get these, they don't want to leave, yeah. right? So they are more money to build. They're going to be, you know, roughly 90 to to $100,000 more to build. 
over a home with a lower secondary suite, yep. but they do get more income. We're averaging probably three to $400 a month more income to spend that extra money. And on top of that, I think long-term really stabilizing our tenancies uh, and reduced uh, tenant turnover. So, you know, I guess the question is, is it worth it? Yeah, well, that's one of the things you find is when, when the main house tenant has the whole house, they rent a lot faster than a house that has a suite in the basement typically. Yes, you hit the nail on the head. Yeah. And, and and Russ, it's the same tenant dynamic. Yeah. The, the suite at home that we talked about previously, yeah. this is that next level of tenant. These people now want the whole house to themselves. They want the basement for themselves. They need the storage. It turns into a kid's playroom. You know, their, their, their careers are stabilized, but they want the whole house to themselves. Yeah. So this is the option. Yep. So different tenant profile, same tenant profile, but just a little bit tenant that might um, want a little more space to get the basement, all kind of stuff like that. They're just a little bit more stabilized yep. in life. These people are married, their careers are in place. Yep. They're targeting a neighborhood because their family lives here, their kids go to school or they go yep. to the local yep. church. You know, so it's, it's again, the same tenant profile, but just a little bit more stabilized. And do people um, use short-term rentals on maybe the, um, ex the secondary suites on the back here? Oh, is no. that an option? Uh, no, no doubt about it. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's no doubt these are being utilized as Airbnbs and short-term rentals. Um, it's that, easier to do this because it's detached as opposed to an, an attached. That's right. Yeah. And I think the question with that, that people are a little bit of diesel engine noise. Well, somebody's it, getting their- It, their, it their, is their, Alberta. Somebody getting their car towed away. Yeah. <laughs> But the, the reality is, is that you need to take that on an individual case by case because they have the ability to produce more revenue, yep. but there's going to be more management tied to it. Correct. So at the end of the day, you know, just do the math. If it works, great. If it doesn't, these make great long-term rentals. Perfect. And so um, the long-term rentals, garage suites are not, not every property can be a garage suite, typically. Well, and this is probably the the, 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 the shininess of a garage suite is because there's not many of them available. The, yeah. You know, you can see the size of them. They are bigger than a regular garage. You can see the regular garage beside this building. They they take up more space. So there's, you know, uh, lots that we have to target that will specifically accommodate a garage suite. And I'll be honest, I do like these end lots, Russ. You yep. can see the extra parking pad that we can put. And this, ten, this parking stall right here, is specifically for the grad suite. Yep. So it, it it works. Well, that's why you you specifically picked these because you got a corner lot, you got lots of parking, and then you put an extra parking pad in. One of the biggest challenges between tenancies is no parking. So wow. you fix that in design, don't you? That's right. And again, this relates back to new construction. When we start with a blank slate, we can work all these details into it because we always tell people this is the fun, easy part. Hey, easy you there. Know? <laughs> He's getting some uh, real estate investor abuse here. Or something. <laughs> he, he needs some, by the way. <laughs> but we always tell people this is the fun, easy part, the acquisition. It's exciting, yeah. right? Yeah. But then pretty soon, a couple months down the road, we hand the keys to your property manager, and that's where the rubber really hits the road, right? Yeah. And this is where, you know, your mind needs to start thinking about your financial statements from year two to 15 or whatever your timeline is yeah. and stabilizing the tenancies. Yep. Because the tenancies, vacant ten, uh, vacancies, tenant turnovers, your repair and maintenance costs, and your management costs are the three big things that will chew into your cash flow nice. on a long-term basis. Nice. Well, I tell you, um, I don't know if you can pick up the grumbling or not, but that's our stomachs. It's time for lunch, isn't it, Jay? We're going to go tour a few more properties, and we're starting to, we're just building the story here. These are all different opportunities in the Edmonton marketplace to invest, and we got a couple things planned for when we're in the, in the, stu in the studio of the office where it's nice and warm for us to go 
and do a few more uh, shots as well. You're, so, getting, you're getting soft, Russ. You're, I, you're getting soft. Jay, I had to turn my Saskatchewan card in when I'm when I talk about how cold it is. This is this is like uh, uh, flip flops and shorts weather almost. <laughs> All right, gang. So we'll, we'll see you at the next property. Well. Uh, Jay, we did say it was getting a little bit colder, but I think this is getting a little ridiculous. He, I, I was sick of hearing him complain about the cold, so I give him a real hat that would keep him warm. Well, I guess uh, this would be what it would be like if I actually had hair, right? <laughs> you actually do have hair. It's just muskrat That's hair. muskrat. <laughs> well, you know, I've been called worse. <laughs> All right, so we're continuing our tour here. Uh, we just had a wonderful uh, lunch here in the area. What uh, where are we looking at now? What's the next property? Well, next level up. So investors that are coming and looking maybe to get a two-for-one deal. Not two-for-one, but two-in-one, I should a say. two-in-one, yeah. <laughs> two-for-one deal. Yeah, Jay, you know, we're yeah. going to get a, a video. Of, of an email is going to say, please give me one of those two-for-one <laughs> two offers, two-for-one yeah. properties. <laughs> it's The prices are good in Edmonton, but not that good. That's right. Yeah, that's right. This is now taking, again, that next step. This is a side-by-side -side duplex building, and it's got legal basement apartments on each side. So we've got four rental suites under this one roof. So you can see down the side, I don't know, you can see the secondary suite entrance there. Uh, again, segregating the entrances, but scales of economy do kick in in these types of buildings a little bit because you are getting too attached. You're the, you know, you've got a common wall. So sometimes reducing costs a little bit with these types of buildings. And then more importantly, the management, the long-term management, you've got, you know, if something's going on next door, well, you literally own this building. Uh, yep. This, you can, you can, you, so you can really tighten up the long-term management aspect of it as well. Yeah. So essentially it's a fourplex in, in essence. So the one, one, is it two titles, one title? Now in new neighborhoods like this, these do come on two titles. So okay. there's two mortgages here yep. in infill neighborhoods we can build these quite easily on one title nice nice so there's some financing opportunities it's option so who's this best for as an investment client who would this be best for well i would say people again that are you know looking and because the down payment the price is going up a little bit so the down payment in today's values we're looking probably around that two hundred and twenty-five thousand range again that's going to move a little bit you know based on lot and model selection but at the end of the day if you're coming in and you want to invest into the marketplace and you really want to get you know Two done right up front. Yep. This is about as easy as it gets. Yep. Uh, you know, versus looking for two individual uh, homes or properties. You know, you're you're getting two here in really one swoop. Yeah, I know some clients from Vancouver and Toronto that have come in. Some of them haven't even seen their places yet. They just come in, they get something, have it pre, have it built for them, and they just have been very happy with the, the both the tenant profile and also the numbers so far. Yeah, many don't. I mean, at the end of the day, it's it's each to their own. I mean, yep. uh, a lot of people will come for the end for the pre-delivery walkthrough, but many still don't. Yep. Uh, I mean, I think we've got the process nailed. We've done it a few times. But at the end of the day, yeah, a property like this, you know, comparatively, we're about 1.1-ish million here for this whole fourplex building. Yep. Uh, you know, comparatively, I don't know, you could tell me what you get in Vancouver for that amount of money, well, but I don't think it's one of these. A little more than a townhouse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the, and the revenue from these are really on par with single family homes. These upper suites in these units now are up over the 1900 mark. The lower suites are, you know, right around that 900 to 1000 mark, you know, so with utility charge on top of that, these buildings are, you know, close to that $4,000 range per month. Yeah. So nice flexibility of being able to have them potentially on either one or two titles. You potentially can sell one off. 
if you wanted to. Um, you control the entire building with the tenant profile. It's easier to manage. So what's not the love? They work, they yep. work, the parking works. You know, you've got four, uh, not only exterior park installs, you have another four internal park installs. You know, and, and I, I keep harping about parking, but you know, this is Edmonton, LRTs haven't really kicked yeah. off yet there. You know, but that'll come as our population grows over the next five years, decade here, you know, there are population targets yeah. <laughs> where they're yep. headed, you know, so th this is all stuff that we, you know, in today's world we need to pay attention to because it's not respectfully what I want or a customer wants really, we've got a customer, a tenant paying, yep. you know, 30, 40 grand a year to live in each of these suites. Yep. You know, we need to pay attention to what they want. Well, right? it's, it's key when, when the forecast is to add another million more people to the Edmonton area in the next 15 to 20 years, right. give or take. Um, <laughs> Housing is going to be needed. So, gang, this is why we're looking at some new new properties. So get in front of the wave is really what we're trying to tell you. So speaking of wave, man, we need to get some warmth with some, maybe some some surfing or something uh, here, brother. No waves around here. Yeah, everything's frozen solid. <laughs> Damn. All right, so where are we going next? Uh, next, I think we're going to up the game a little bit and we're going to look at the next level, which would probably be, you know, start looking at multiplexes. Nice. So we'll see you there, gang. <laughs> so... Uh, Pro tip, hot tip, everybody, uh, when you're video doing video work, you, you know, you have to hit the little button that says record. <laughs> so we so we just laid down a whole bunch of wonderful content and information while in the truck here, Jay. So <laughs> unfortunately, we're the only two that's going to know about yeah, it. Yeah, we're the only one. So 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 that's our secret. Shh, all that good stuff. We're not going to tell anybody else. OK, Jay, what area of town are we in? Well, we're in North Edmonton, Russ. We're cruising around the Anthony Henday uh, looking at you know, this northeast corner, this far northeast corner, this is, uh, again, uh, from a development perspective, really in its infancy, the Anthony Henday Freeway out here has only been open for a couple of years. And as a result, it has not seen the expanded growth or urban sprawl that other areas have seen. And looking at, again, some of the economic fundamentals, real drivers that are going to drive our housing market, again, like the Alberta Industrial Heartland, uh, you know, in this area uh, with population projections, this is an area that we're definitely targeting for real estate investments because we all know the three aspects of a real estate investment being cash flow, which we're getting in Edmonton, mortgage principal reduction, as long as we're paying our mortgages every month, or should I say our tenants paying our mortgages. And the third aspect is the capital appreciation. So we're betting on this area appreciating at a higher, quicker rate than the rest of Edmonton. Yeah, and we're not that far away from, maybe if you're from out of town, you've heard of this thing called the industrial heartland. So we're not that far from there. And, and anytime you see an announcement about hydrogen or upgraders or uh, large capital projects, a lot of that's going into the industrial heartland, isn't it, Jay? Well, Russ, it's the largest piece of annexed industrial land in Canada. And it's literally right on Northeast Edmonton doorstep here. And you know what? There is a website for it. It's industrialheartland.com. If you don't know about it, you should go to it. Uh, there's like $45 billion in capital projects underway right now, creating 30,000 plus jobs. So you start throwing 30,000 employees into an area and throwing that kind of, uh, you know, again, economic driver into the system, it's going to have a positive effect on our housing. And it's on the doorstep of this area that we're recommending or driving through right now? Absolutely. Well, this is an interesting looking property, Jay. What, what do we got going on here? Yes, this is, uh, again, switching back to resale, coming uh, back to properties with tenants and management already in place. This is a multiplex building. So it's really like four townhomes put into one. 
it is on four individual titles. Um, you know, but again, for that investor that's looking to make one move, uh, you know, uh, and looking in that $1.5 million range, this is a perfect opportunity for them to consider. What kind of rent are, you, are they getting for this ballpark? Well, well you know what? I, I, again, with things going in a rental market a little bit zooey here lately, yep. a, a year ago, these units were renting for in that 17, 1750 range. They're all over 1900 now. So we've just seen these three bedroom units. And, and really my perspective, my opinion is these three bedroom units are seeing a lot of pressure on them. You're seeing a lot of people, you know, that are needing three bedroom homes and yeah. affordability is an issue. So, you know, are they going to look at homes that are, you know, 25, 2600 or look and get the same really living space here for, you know, literally hundreds of dollars less than that, under $2,000 a month yeah. and literally have the same living space square footage inside you know, uh, as a standalone single family home. What kind of square footage are these? Ballpark? Well, these units are right around that, you know, 13, 1400 each. Yeah. They each come with a single car garage. And again, looking at two story homes and new developments, they're all, you know, now, especially with the lots getting smaller and smaller and smaller, they're all like 12, 1300 square feet. You do get the yard and stuff. These still have a yard, but you know what? You've got, you know, a common wall in between them. So yep. they're, they're not quite, you know, a single family home. But like I say, you know, seven dollars $800 a month talks to tenants when they're yep. looking to rent the same space. Well, and just for perspective, everybody, and you're probably sitting there going, I know this is Edmonton and you're understanding that for, you know, you're saying just under two, around 2000 bucks for 1,400 square feet. Holy moly, we just looked at something for one of our daughters for a one bedroom condo for $1,795 for 750 square feet out in Vancouver area and, and the suburb of Vancouver, not even in Vancouver. So I firmly believe that the rent value here is off the charts uh, affordable in Edmonton for, for the rental affordability. And I personally believe it's under rented. I really do. Value-wise. Value-wise, right. 100%. For what you get, for what you pay, this is a, an incredible value opportunity. And I firmly believe as more people come in and the inventory gets tighter, the rents are gonna be starting going up even faster. Well, I think it's all relative, no doubt about it. Yep. Uh, you know, and again, uh, taking that next layer of information yep. and looking into the rental markets, you know, these properties don't have secondary suites, so they don't particularly cash flow is good typically, but it's not uncommon to have tenants in these units for seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years at a time yep. either. Yep. So you're, you're trading off a little cash flow for long-term stability. And you know what? That's important to a lot of investors. That's, that's me. Yeah. This is my type of property. Yeah. Nice and simple. You call them the steady eddy. They are the steady Eddie. You yep. you buy them, you place a tenant, and you know exchange Christmas cards. You do the walkthrough tw twice a year, and yep. and it's it's really a great relationship. You're you're having a, a, a customer and doing business with someone that we actually want to yep. have a relationship yep. with. Right? The, the set it and forget it model. Almost. That's right. Yep. Right on. All right. So on to the next one. All right. Well, let's. Uh, before we get out into the cold, Jay, talk to me about, we have a, an interesting opportunity here. And you were telling me this is something that just came across your desk just recently. And uh, it's got some interesting uh, opportunity to it. What's going on? Well, opportunity is a good word. This one has opportunity written all over it. Uh, matter of fact, redevelopment opportunity. So when we're talking new construction, we can go into, you know, nice new engineered neighborhoods like what we've been looking at. Those are nice and easy, straightforward. 
for investors that maybe have a little bit more risk tolerance, maybe a little bit more capital to play with, willing to be a little bit more patient with the process, maybe want to play on the our wholesale side a little bit more. Infill opportunities are a great opportunity to, you know, create some sweat equity. You know, no secret, they're going to be the financing constraints, the cash requirements are are more. Yeah. The, the risk is more. You know, but at the end of the day, there's the opportunity there to 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 capitalize on it. Well, and we're going to go take a look at this. I know we're not going to probably share the address on this. I, I I know somebody who might put this put their name on this one as well. Um, but what's what is the opportunity? Like what this is, and we'll, I'll show you this in a second. But it's a house on a large lot. What kind of what kind of the numbers look like? Yeah. So so basically, it's it's an older home. We're we're just outside of the downtown area here. So meaning we can put up to eight residential units on it. So, you know, the the redevelopment plan, uh, you know, is exactly that. Is you've got an older home that we can demolish. It makes more sense to put you know a multiplex building on it. You know, and then the idea, I guess, moving forward is to put a nice fourplex building on this with three bedroom uppers, two bedroom lowers, and then add an additional two suites up above the garages in the back end. So we'd really have a, a, a sixplex. Six units where there was once one, then eventually there'd be six, right? That's right. And in an infill environment, because yeah. this is, we can literally do this on one title, requiring only one more. You can start with one piece of land. After you're done, you have six rental units. It's uh, it's an opportunity. Like I told you just before we were off air, these opportunities are rare, you know, and I think you can see, you know, from, from looking at the neighborhood here where we're at, you know, in, in a neighborhood that's really under redevelopment. We're on a street here and, you know, probably half the homes have been redeveloped already. So we know there's comparables there and the value, you know, on the retail side. And I think the play at the end of the day on this one, and I think you don't make that decision today because yeah. I think a project like this is going to take, call it 12 to 15 months. And I think at that time is probably decision time whether you sell it for profit or whether you maybe can set up your financing at appraised value and pull a lot of that equity back out and lower your down payment capital. But anyhow, those are probably the two main strategies with something like this. But again, um, it's probably going to be a, a wait and see where that market's at, you know, in 12 to 15 months yep. and, and what's going to be the best move for whatever investor gets this. Multiple different exit strategies, multiple different ways of doing it. So, Looks like we have some Amazon deliveries and some other people coming through. So, uh, so gang, we're going to go take a look at this beauty. I sure hope you're enjoying this episode. Before we jump back to the conclusion, our strategic partners from Streetwise Mortgages are here with another important mortgaging tip. All right, take it away, Dahlia. Hi, I'm Dahlia founder of Streetwise Mortgages, and in today's episode, I will go over what I refer to as the tip of the iceberg. When it comes to mortgage financing, we all want a great interest rate. I have seen investors make their financing decision purely based on the interest rate alone, and that's not the right way to go. The interest rate alone is what I call the tip of the iceberg. The fine print associated with the rate, as well as the potential adverse implications for your future portfolio financing of going with a lender that is offering a low rate but may not be the right lender for your portfolio, are what I refer to as the iceberg itself, which is what you need to pay attention to. Here are the things that may be hidden beneath the rate offer that you need to evaluate. Number one, ability to break the mortgage. Some low rate 
mortgage options are fully closed and can only be paid out if you sell the property or refinance with the current lender. Even if you want to pay the penalty to switch to another lender, under a fully closed mortgage, you won't be able to. I have seen variable rates that fall in that category as well. So do not assume that all variable rates are breakable with a three months interest penalty. Under a situation where the mortgage is fully closed and where the client no longer qualifies with the lender due to a change in their finances or the lender's guidelines, the client will not be able to take out equity with the current lender, nor be able to move to another lender unless they take on a private mortgage in a second position. This is not a good situation to be in. Number two is prepayment options. If you wish to accelerate the mortgage pay down on a property, you should pay attention to the prepayment options that allow you to top up the regular payments or make a lump sum annually. Some products allow you to go as far as doubling up your monthly payment and paying 25% of the mortgage on an annual basis. The lowest rate mortgage options typically have restrictions on how much you can top up your payment or pay down the mortgage annually. Number three is amortization. Many lenders would discount the rate on a shorter amortization. For example, the rate on a 25-year AM would be cheaper than a 30-year AM. For real estate investors, I suggest taking an extended amortization, and here are the reasons why. Number one, your monthly payment would be lower, and that will definitely enhance your cash flow. Number two, you can always cut down the effective amortization down to 25 years, even if you go with the 30 years initially through managing the prepayment options. Number three, interest is tax deductible. And finally, a longer amortization would improve your borrowing power for your next deal due to the lower monthly payment. The fourth and last point is that going with a lender who offers the lowest rate does not mean that the deal is financed with the lender who is right for your portfolio. Each lender has a cap on the number of properties they will finance for you. And if you exhaust that cap unintentionally through financing purely based on the rate versus choosing the lender who is right for your portfolio, you will hit a financing wall down the road uh, where you will have to inject a higher down payment or pay for higher financing costs in terms of interest and fees. To help you navigate the rate environment as well as the best mortgage options available to you as an investor to grow your portfolio, email our team at info at streetwisemortgages.com. Cheers to your success. So um, I see uh, you're missing something, Jay, on, on top of your head there, by the way. Well, I'm not the soft one, Russ, so I figured you should keep up the good work. Well, and I'm keep sitting that, there, I'm trying to fit in out keep, here. Keep that hair on your to, head. I'm trying to fit in and got to wear my hat, and, but uh, but apparently um, not needed. It's actually warmed up a little bit. It has. It's warm. Yes. And, yes. and the reason why it's warmed up is because we're in a hot area to invest in, in here. We got some really interesting, this is a really interesting development going on. What's going on back here, Jay? Well, we're in the Blatchford area, and I think for people that don't know about it, it's the old municipal airport. And uh, one of the interesting things in Blatchford is the is the is the density rules of the you know the, the some of the buildings that we're able to put up here. In behind us here, you can see it's a four-unit townhome building with actually ten rental suites. So there's three-bedroom uppers, two-bedroom lowers, and then you can see the garage suite units in behind us here. So there's also two-bedroom suites up above the garage. So this type of building rest this is 
again, we, we were, were started at uh, kind of the entry level. We're scaling up to where this is probably, you know, for a, a little an investor, again, that wants to make one play, but maybe wants to play and utilize commercial financing. And, and something like this is certainly qualifies under the uh, new MLI select program. Um, you know, so it, it's great opportunity, not only, you know, and I think where we kind of compare this is maybe looking, you know, someone that's looking at maybe a multifamily building. Yep. And this is a whole nother conversation. We don't have time to talk about that today, but, you know, this is still residential properties. These are, again, based on comparative market analysis. And where we're at in our real estate cycle today in Edmonton and with residential prices expected to rise, they're always the front end of that scale where multifamily buildings are, you know, value determined by income approach. Yep. So this is the way to participate in a residential marketplace and get that, uh, you know, sooner capital appreciation, but also utilize commercial finance. Yeah. So essentially, like this is four units. Is it one title typically? No, these are four individual four titles. Four individual titles. Yeah. It's two garage suite properties and then two, two suited properties. So essentially there's... Explain that again to me. Okay. One more time. So it, it's really, I, I got to get my sixth grade Saskatchewan math. Yeah, yeah. Out here. Let's, let's do some some quick math. So yeah. it's really four townhome units, right? Okay. Side by side. Boom, 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 boom. Right. There's three bedroom upper suites. Yep. And then there's two bedroom lower suites in each townhome. On four. So okay. we're in the in the in the main building, we've got eight units. Yep. And then in the back, you can see the garage suites here on the two wing units. Ah, we've got, got another. It two garage suites up above as well. So there's there's eight units and then the four units and then there's two extra garage suites. So 10 units, a 10, 10 plex. 10 plex, yeah. yeah, 10 units. And what yeah. kind of uh, what kind of a price point is somebody buying these for? Well, these are, you know, just based on where we're at and the, the, the architecture that's gone into these, they're a little higher price point, but you know, the the, the rents are quite a bit higher as well. Uh, the tenant profile is a little bit different. We're right on downtown's doorstep here, literally. Um, you know, but buildings like this are going to be, you know, anywhere's from three to three and a half million bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, these are high end units and I, we toured through this, uh, this past summer, summer. Ago. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, these are really high end stuff. They're geothermal. They're, they're lots of, uh, really interesting things that are going on for, for energy on these ones as well. Well, and understanding the, the, the mandate behind the, the community of Blatchford is to be, you know, uh, Canada's largest sustainable community. They even have their own energy system. So all the buildings are, uh, are green energy, uh, built certified. They got geothermal heating, cooling, yeah. And uh, recently, we, we've added solar panel to all of them as well. So, yeah. uh, very next wave, if you will. Something for everybody. So, yeah. really, this is kind of a play of somebody. It's it's literally a, a one like it's a pension plan. Like a person will come in and buy on one play can have a, a little retirement plan built in and just one one transaction. Yeah, and let's face it, Russ. Yeah. There's there's lots of investors out there that you know that have you know larger. Uh, you know, down payments that they're working with. And, and again, want to make one play. You can go out and buy an older multifamily building. Yes. Yep. You know, and I would love to talk to anyone and and just share my opinion on that too. Yep. Uh, you know, but at the end of the day, it's, it's really about just, uh, you know, putting that money to work. And where will that type of capital investment be best utilized? Yep. Uh, again, we're, we're we're doing this for an, another reason, and it, it's not for the goodness of our health, although it is, yeah. you know, but it's, it's part of a retirement plan or wealth creation and, uh, you know, uh, peeling the layer of the onion back and looking at something like this might make sense yep. if this is where you're at.
Awesome. Well, we're right in the middle of an active construction zone and we're getting a few, Very a few, much. A few looks at from things, but, but there's some wonderful opportunities. If you're looking for bigger deals, there's lots of opportunities like that. Plus on the ride back to the office, we're going to talk about a couple projects that we're not going to go see, but I think there's some really cool opportunities, something for everybody. Absolutely. Area, yep. right? like, yep. Literally, if you're just getting, wanting to get a resale property all the way up to larger scale development opportunities, something for everybody. Edmonton is open for business. All right, gang, so we're just on our way back out to the office here after a day out in the field. And you know what, holy moly, we've seen everything from side-by-sides and single families all the way up to some 10-plex and some multiplex and infills. And, and Jay was also mentioning here in the truck and on the way out is there's an, actually a big townhome development that he has his, uh, you know, has an opportunity here as well. So Jay, what's going on out in the, it's out St. Albert way, isn't it? Yeah. So basically uh, that's exactly what it is. It's a townhome development. Again, this is for, uh, you know, either larger scale investors or maybe a group of individuals that are looking for, you know, a nice solid play. Uh, there's about two acres of land and we've got a uh, building permit in place for a 32 unit townhome development and uh, about a 5,500 uh, foot, square foot footprint for commercial, which will be two-story as well. So uh, again, portfolio value or project value, we're looking at right around that $10 million mark, give or take. Um, and this is something that we can be doing really on, on one title. We're gonna subdivide the commercial off, but the actual townhome development itself is gonna be on one title. And that gives options. Uh, you know, the idea behind it that we have, the vision is to develop it. We're going to keep it as a uh, townhome rental community, uh, having the commercial amenities basically right on site. So we're working with some commercial, uh, you know, uh, lease holders to take over some of that commercial stuff for amenities. And then really down the road, uh, you know, the option would be there to, you know, kind of minimize and sell individual units or, you know, sell the, the, the project, you know, once stabilized, just lots of opportunities. But at the end of the day, again, getting into that residential marketplace with that three bedroom family tenant profile, which I think is key. Uh, and then being able to utilize commercial financing for something like this. And, and get in on the development side, get in on a, on a little bit more wholesale value. Yeah, so lots of opportunity. And you know what, we're just sitting here. Now, one of the reasons why I wanted to shoot some of the video here in the in the you know the the F-350 tour is Jason, Jason and I have had some amazing conversations in his trucks over the years. And this is where deals happen. This is where the magic happens. And if you're ever interested, Jay, are you still offering, you know, for tours for people maybe from Toronto or Vancouver to still offer some tours if somebody wants to come to town and somebody's interested in buying uh, one of these projects? Well, I think why wouldn't I, right? I okay. mean, at the end of the day, you know, we've got an office, absolutely. That's where the paperwork gets done. But at the end of the day, this is the meat and potatoes of what we do. I mean, uh, that's why I'm in a four wheel drive truck. You've seen some of the places <laughs> we have to drive to near us, you know, and I got my, my insulated rubbers in the back and my fur hat in the dash. But I mean, this is this is uh this is it. This is again where it happens, right? Yeah. It's where you sniff the deals out. Well, and there's there's always there's always gum, and uh, you know and, and you know maybe even a, a sparkling water, a buble, if you will, <laughs> waiting for you as well. So Jay, I wanted to just thank you for the wonderful uh, tour again. It's been it's been uh it's been a few months, and holy moly, I've toured a few of these places in the past, and maybe you've seen some videos from a year or so ago. And gang, um, Jason and I made a call in 2020 that it was an opportunity to buy into the Edmonton marketplace. 
And right now, gang, there's another there's another opportunity of Bruin. It is a very good time to get involved into the Edmonton marketplace. And we have some more videos that we're going to be shooting in the office tomorrow, talking further on economic fundamentals, what's happening in the marketplace. But right now, gang, honest to goodness, this is a, this is the the time. This is the time to get in. What's your thoughts, Jake? Well, I think you hit the nail on the head. I mean, there's there's no doubt you can buy in any real estate cycle and, and be time in market. Okay, that works if you're willing to wait 30 years. But buying on the right side of a real estate cycle, you know, in a in, a, in an uptrending market, definitely can uh, you know lower amortizations and the whole timeline to to make shit happen at the end of the day, whether that be the retirement plan or where, wherever you're headed with this. But you know what? There's so much stuff. <clears throat> I think Russ, this is you know. Hopefully we can we can do a good job with some videos, but there's so much information, uh, folks, that you guys don't get to see on your Google feeds or the six o'clock news feeds that is happening here in Edmonton. And again, this is stuff that's going to drive the Edmonton housing market, and this is stuff that you need to know about. Yep. Uh, and I I think that's our job to to kind of source it out and and bring it to you and uh, and you make the decision from there. Yep, that's one of the reasons why we want to get out in the field and give you a slight little slice of Edmonton in the winter so you don't have to come here potentially. <laughs> so, all right, gang, so more coming. Uh, check out around this video. There will be other um, videos for you to check out. And if you're interested in uh, checking out uh, an opportunity, wherever you're watching this video, there should be a link around it that'll take you to a landing page and on that landing page there'll be a little bit more information you fill out a little questionnaire and if you're interested in taking the next step we'd be happy to help you happy to help you out jay what's the next step when somebody maybe fills in the information and they're interested in and taking a look out here well i think just to connect right is yep. you know everyone's got individual plans again of what they're trying to accomplish real estate's the vehicle they want to use got it but you know if we understand where you're headed i mean so the first step is really a conversation uh, you know, and if that conversation goes well, you know, we're going to move it, uh, you know, to a place where you need, can get better information. And for me, uh, I'm adapting to technology. It's probably a Zoom conference where I can share my screen yep. and just really give you guys information. This is not about me. This is not my decision. Uh, I know where to find the information at the end of the day and, and display it in a way that'll make sense, you know, and make decisions uh, on, on that side that are best for you and your family. Yep. Right on. So if you're interested in the next step, just hit the link, take it, take you to the next page. All right, guys. So gang, what did you think of today's episode? Did you enjoy the, uh, the, the little bit of, I often joke, uh, I think I cut a, cut a couple clips out and I called it the two stooges, especially when Jason was slapping me and I hit him back and then I put some sound effects into it. It was almost like, it was like, um, you know, maybe I'm showing my age about talking about the three stooges, but it was definitely the two stooges here as well. Uh, we had an awful lot of fun, as you can tell, probably in the conversations and a lot of the episodes that Jason and I record, you can tell that there's a, a deep profound respect there's a deep profound love and there's a there's a, a friendship there that uh, that you just can't it's a bond really and uh, that's the kind of thing that I encourage a lot of you to have as well is to have a relationship with your real estate team have a really strong relationship because here's the thing when a deal pops up or maybe you need to call in a favor um 
you're at the top of the list of people who they want to reach out to. You're at the top of the list of people who they want to help. Or you're at the top of the list of people they will call when they're in a jam and they just need a little bit of help to get out of a little bit of a dilly of a pickle. All right. So, and then the other thing is before I end off here as well, um, I told a story at the beginning of this episode about a missed opportunity. And I made a vow at that time 20 years ago that I wasn't going to let that opportunity slip through my fingertips again. Um, There is an opportunity at hand right now at our fingertips, at my fingertips. And if you would like to participate and collaborate alongside me on doing some pretty cool opportunities of buying by the yard, selling by the foot, taking something where there was once one, and when we're done, there's going to be six to eight. If that's something that appeals to you um, and you want to find out if you qualify to be able to take the next steps, by all means, let me know. There will be in the show notes below in the if you're interested in taking the next step to see if you qualify, just hit me up on my website, hit me up on the link in the show notes, um, book a consultation and I'll see, and we'll see if this is a fit for you. And that's really the message I want to say, no obligation. And at the same time, um, it's very educational all at the same time as well. Okay, gang. But remember in every interaction you have with another person, always leave them feeling inspired, encouraged, and always come from a place of love. Bye for now, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Russell Westcott Podcast. Before you run off, could you do us one final favor? Wherever you're listening to this episode, we encourage you to leave a review, share with your friends, and subscribe so you can receive the latest episode to keep you feeling inspired and encouraged for the entire week. Visit www.russellwestcott.com for more information, support resources, and upcoming speaking engagements near you. Bye for now. Bye for now.